a lot of the women that that come to me they're they come to me from a place of having a diet culture mindset meaning that they're having you know food fears uh, they're having restrictive um, behaviors they're under eating uh, and they just really don't know how to get out of that mindset so yes I do work a lot with having more of an abundance mindset versus a scarcity mindset and then also having more of a food freedom, like helping my clients to understand that yes, you can get you know more nutrients from one food than another, but you can also get more joy and soul, you know, like good feeling from one food versus a nutrient dense food. So how can you create a balance that's gonna make you feel like you're hitting all of the markers? You're getting your nutrients, you're getting your macros, you're getting your micronutrients, and you're also getting your soul food. Um, so it's really helping, you know, just like we said from the beginning, what can we add in versus me being a coach over here and saying, you can't have X, Y, Z. I actually never say that to my clients. Welcome to the Empowered Spirituality Podcast. Join me, your host, Samantha Nagel, a certified integrative nutrition health coach, poet, witch, and work in progress for grounding meditations, inspiring interviews, and reflections about spirituality, holistic health, and the world around us. Join in every Thursday as we explore what empowered spirituality means to us in today's world. Hello and welcome to this episode of Empowered Spirituality. My name is Samantha Nagel and I'm really excited for this episode where we're talking all about creating an abundance mindset through sustainable health habits. This is a topic that is so close to my heart, something that I'm also really navigating in my personal life. You know, I always talk about this, sometimes the things that I and I think this is common with lots of people, but that I guide clients through and remind clients of and teach people about on the podcast. I just need a reminder for myself. It can be easy to be holding the space and giving the education, but sometimes we really need to receive those reminders. So this was a really wonderful reminder to me as I'm kind of navigating how I can both go back to the habits that have really supported me in the past and also incorporate some new habits and some new changes as I navigate some changes with my body and my goals. So this uh, conversation about habits felt very selfishly perfect for me and I hope it's perfect for you. So this conversation was with Christina Abruzzisi. She is an amazing coach. She's also a certified integrative health and nutrition coach. Uh, so we had lots to talk about and lots to share. Um, we talked about habits firstly and kind of what habits are and what that means and how we can start to incorporate sustainable habits keyword being sustainable how we can actually sustain the habits that we're incorporating so that we're not kind of approaching it from the diet culture perfectionism mentality we also talk about simple ways that we can start to incorporate new habits so that we don't overwhelm ourselves we also talk about what to do when you quote unquote, slip up 
on your habits or when you kind of need to do a little reset and how we can take away the shame and blame and guilt and work through that and come through with self-compassion as we work through our food freedom journey. She uses this amazing term about connecting to our heart and having our heart kind of lead our approach to health versus our logical mind or our ego, and not so much focusing on body image and how we look, but more about how we feel and what's going to best serve our health and our bodies. She even mentioned something that I think is great, which is that you can have body-based image goals, but that shouldn't always be the main goal. It should be more about how we feel and, and how we're, we're doing over a period of time. So that was a really amazing conversation. We also talk about mindset and how we can have abundance versus scarcity. So I think this is a really beautiful conversation. Christina is a certified integrative health and nutrition coach, and she's a registered nurse. So it's very cool that she has all of the information that she needs to make sure that she's giving us good advice in this episode and with her clients. She's worked in the medical field for almost 20 years, and she's also been on the cure side of health. And now her passion is to be more on the preventative side of health, which is very cool. She's also passionate about nourishment versus dieting, love, 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 and how to build a sustainable lifestyle. She has battled with eating disorders through most of her life, so she understands the challenges that her clients might face. She helps women get in tune with their body and its unique needs because we all are unique and need different things. So her and her clients work together on what needs to be added in and allows the natural crowding out of unsupportive habits, which we talk about in this episode, really interesting and really helpful. When women join her coaching program, which you can learn all about in the link in the bio, they usually gain confidence and an understanding of how to truly nourish their mind and body after years of dieting and restriction. She also teaches them everything they need to know to thrive instead of survive. And she goes above and beyond to ensure their success. And she really went above and beyond in this episode to talk about habits and an abundance mindset when it comes to health. So I hope you enjoy this episode with Christina. So I have had painful periods and cycles and incredibly heavy periods since I first started my period. And being a certified health coach and having so many talented menstrual health experts in my network has allowed me to use food as medicine and create lifestyle changes to improve my cycle, but I still suffer every month with pain before and during my period and even pain with ovulation, and I still have a pretty heavy flow. And that is where Elix comes in. Their cycle balance tincture is actually personalized just for you. So mine all say Samantha and handwritten lettering on the side of the bottle. And they include a tailored blend of medicinal herbs to holistically support menstrual symptoms by treating the underlying imbalances. And in fact, 93% of users have reported reductions in symptoms such as cramps, heavy bleeding, mood swings, irregular cycles, bloating, fatigue, anxiety and stress, migraines, PMS, and actually many more. I have already seen an incredible decrease in my pain and even if in my flow, something I thought I would just have to live with for the rest of my life. 
and I've even been experiencing less fatigue and fewer mood swings. So thank goddess for that. <laughs> and if you want to try this out and take the assessment and order your first bottle, you can use the code SamanthaN20 and you can get 20% off of your first order if you use the code SamanthaN20. You'll do this at elixhealing.com or you can just use the link in the show notes. loved this question because it actually, it had me thinking, you know, I love your handle, um, that it's empowered spirituality and I never gave it much more of a thought until you asked me this question. So to me, I feel like it's having confidence to connect with yourself from the inside out, you know, just being more mindful and intention with yourself. Um, because I feel like a lot of us just don't do that. We just kind of like mosey through our life and live in the more of a, it is what it is mindset. I love that so much. And I feel like that really ties in so well with holistic health. It really does, you know, working on yourself, you know, from the inside out and as a whole. Um, yeah, I think this embodies that perfectly. Mm, I love that you use the word embodied too, because that's kind of how I feel both about empowered spirituality and also holistic health and connecting with our health and connecting with our bodies. It feels like a very embodied approach. Yep. I couldn't agree more. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So a lot of the work that you do with your clients is around habits. So I was wondering if you could kind of tell us what habits are and what that means to you. Absolutely. So a lot of my coaching technique is um, habit-based uh, forward as well as mindset shift forward. So, um, you know, habits to me are the act of repetitive tendencies, something that becomes automatic or how I really like, you know, um, explaining it is being able to do something on autopilot. So you're not even thinking about it. It's just something that becomes kind of like an extension of yourself. Um, and it just gets easier with time, right? Because you're not thinking about it. And that's what I think when I think of a habit. And we all have supportive and unsupportive habits. So what I help my clients with is how to navigate crowding out, naturally crowding out the unsupportive habits by adding in more supportive habits that are going to, you know, give them success in reaching their health-related goals. Because I am a health and nutrition coach, the women that come to me, they're, they're looking to revamp their lifestyles. They're looking for a realistic and sustainable approach. And a lot of the traps that we fall into as women, and I feel as society, are those, you know, really quick yielding results, um, you know, programs that we kind of get trapped by. Uh, so my focus is creating sustainability through changing your habits, but doing it in a way that doesn't say, hey, you have to remove X, Y, Z. Instead, it's, hey, what can we add in? And then allowing that natural crowding out of the habits that aren't serving our goals. Mm, that's so interesting. And I love that you mentioned that we are really given a lot of those quick yield results, as you called them, um, like mm -hmm. the quick fixes, 
Um, and I've definitely, definitely fallen into that mindset of if I can just do this super restrictive diet for however long, then mm -hmm. I'm going to have all these amazing results and I'm going to feel great. And it just never, ever works. No. And you know, it drives more of, I feel like ego forward mindset, you know, you're going to get, if you, you do follow them, if, if you actually are successful with them, you will have results, but the results are short term because they're not sustainable. So then you find yourself right back where you were when you started and sometimes in a worse position because now your mindset um, and your mental well-being has really taken a beaten on that journey as well. Mm, that's so true. I love that you called it ego forward. What does that mm. mean? Um, I know. So I um, have done a lot of work on myself and I started really looking into the ego and how it really plays um, a big part of what drives us with you know, goals or intentions that we're trying to achieve and where they're coming from. Are they coming from your head, which I would think is more ego forward driven, right? Versus are they coming from your heart? Like if you think changing your body is going to bring you happiness, I would call that more ego forward driven as a goal. And not to say that changing your body isn't necessarily a positive thing because it can come from a positive place when approached appropriately. Um, but if it's coming from a place like we were just talking about joining something that we know is going to yield a really fast result, and we believe that that's going to really start to change our happiness, that's when I would say it'd be more of an ego forward approach versus coming more from a heart and an inner, you know, inner soul approach where you're like, yeah, it'd be really great maybe to change my body composition for my overall health instead of chasing skinny. I hope that makes sense. Yes, that totally makes sense. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I love that you said that kind of listening to what you need, not necessarily what the image you want, maybe. Yeah. Yes, exactly. You know, really putting in that inner work to be able to mm -hmm. achieve the vitality and health that you believe is that picture. Mm. I think you touched on why health coaching can be so powerful. Um, so I think we can hear like, do this, do this, do this, do this, and you'll be yeah. good. But there is so much work that comes up and so many emotions and beliefs that come up when we're on a health journey. It can be quite surprising. Oh, 100%. And it's so easy for us to, you know, say, oh, do this, do that. And listen, even as a person going on their own journey, you know what you need to do. But just like you said, doing that inner work, it's really tricky business. It's challenging. Sometimes it feels like, you can be defeated during that inner work, um, you know, that really deep stuff, the, the below the surface, you know, these, these, oh, this is what I need to do. That surface level stuff. The real, the real change takes, you know, in a form of doing inner, real deep inner work, inner child work, childhood trauma, any kind of past trauma, a lot of that really is going to play into the results that women are usually chasing. Mm, that's so true. 
Okay. Earlier, you mentioned adding things in versus being restricted when you first start and that adding things in can kind of naturally crowd out habits that aren't really serving us too well. I'm wondering what your approach is when you add those habits in. Do you add them in slowly or what does that look like for you? Yeah, you know, when I start off a new journey um, or a new client coach relationship, you know, we really take inventory on what's going on right now in your day-to-day life and, you know, what really isn't serving um, your health-related goals. And then that's where we start to, you know, um, up-level or upgrade their habits. And we don't just say, I don't just say, hey, this is, these are all the areas you're lacking. One, that's not going to feel good. It's going to give a negative energy because nobody really wants to be called out on all of the things. <laughs> so instead of saying, Hey, these are all the areas that you're lacking in and say, you know, we're going to start working on hydration. You know, it looks like you're getting in about 30 ounces a day. How can we start increasing that where it's going to feel sustainable and it's going to feel good to increase on a daily basis. So maybe it's adding in eight ounces a day until they get to an optimal amount of water per day that's gonna actually hydrate them. So we go really slow and then we'll move from there. Once that feels really good, we'll move to another habit. Mm, so not not redoing all of our habits all at once. No, it's that just, it becomes overwhelming. I've, I've actually done that. I'm sure you probably mm-hmm. can relate to doing that as well. And you, you, you just feel like you're on a hamster wheel. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. I just added in six things. What one was I supposed to be focusing on first? You know, so one to three things is really where you should be making changes. Mm, that's so interesting. You used hydration. Was that just an example or is that a common one that you invite folks to start with? Yeah, that's a, that was an example. However, it's a very common one. Uh, we're usually walking around thirsty, hungry, and tired. Um, so uh, those areas, uh, yeah, are usually, you know, your hydration levels, under eating or and or not eating enough um, of the right kind of foods you know, more nutrient dense foods that are going to give us, you know, more energy and make us feel more satisfied Um, and, you know, getting in quality sleep. So those are probably my my top three areas that um, we start knocking out right from the beginning. Mm, That's really helpful. I know that you probably see these too on Instagram or TikTok. I always see these really elaborate, like spend the morning with me or my morning routine or my evening routine. Uh, It's always so complex. uh, And I love that you're kind of inviting people to just like start with something really small. And also we don't have to have really complex morning habits. We can just do really small little things and those add up to big things. Exactly. It's the 1% better every day. And it's funny that you bring up these routines because this is something that my clients bring to the table a lot. It's something that absolutely frustrates them seeing time and time again on the social media platforms. They're like, how am I, they feel that they should be repeating that, or they should be mirroring those, you know, elaborate routines. Um, because they see it time and time again. And, you know, it's just bringing in reassurance that that's not realistic. It's not sustainable. And that is literally those people's jobs is to, you know, bring that to the table. Um, 
So, you know, any, the advice, the biggest advice I give in that area is when you're seeing those kind of um, posts or you're following those kind of people, it's a good idea to evaluate who you're allowing in your space and how you can maybe, you know, quiet those ones out for a little while until you really, um, you know, find your own groove and know that, you know, what you're doing is going to work for you and your unique needs. Mm. That's so interesting that that's something that people commonly bring to you. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's a struggle. It's, it's easy to find ourselves comparing, you know, when we're being slapped in the face on all these different platforms over and over of these perfected morning and evening routines or this perfected skincare. And, um, yeah, it can be really, it can be really challenging. Yeah. I love that you said that it's their job and you were even saying like, that's not realistic for everyone to do. And I don't even think those people do it. <laughs> no, I don't either. I said, I agree. I've, I've had these conversations with my clients. I said, honestly, this is a little, it's a square. We're looking at a little square and it doesn't even mean that it's their square of their life. It's what they're portraying. We have no idea what truly goes in you know, there every single day of their life, because it's very easy to portray something on social media as you, you know, your what you're doing, but maybe it's not even happening. Yes. I like that. You also said, um, 1% better every day. And it reminds me of the book, um, atomic habits, I think. And he has this graph and it shows someone kind of like improving, 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 but just in little bitty, bitty, intervals and then all of a sudden they reach a threshold where they start seeing all this progress and it's because those little steps every single day really added up to a lot so it sounds like that's kind of what you're saying too yes so that book absolutely inspires me I still have not finished it I'm about halfway through I got so sick of reading self-help books I had to take a break um so I've been indulging um in, in other books, but, um, his, his mission in his, um, his, you know, the way that he views things, um, in, you know, improving your habits and your routines, it really is the magic pill that we are all looking for. It's boring. It's not exciting. It's repetitive, but in the long game, because that's what we want to play. We want to play the long game. It, stacks up to these incredible results, just like you said about that graph. Mm, oh my gosh. I hear you on not wanting to read too many self-help books. I really yeah. went so intensely on all my self-help books in 2020. And then yeah. now I'm like, I don't even want to look at one. <laughs> same. I've been in the same boat for the last couple of months. I'm like, I cannot read another nutrition or self-help book. Like I get it. I need a break. Yes, yes, yeah. It's what you do all day, every day. It sounds like working with yes. your clients and with yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every day, I still work on myself. Mm -hmm. You mentioned mindset a couple times, which I wanted to go back to, and it sounds like a lot of what you're doing and a lot of what you're inviting us to do is to have more of an abundance mindset. So adding in things versus restricting things, and knowing that we have all the time in the world to add in these habits. So I'm wondering, yeah, if you can just talk a little bit more about mindset. A lot of the women that, that come to me, they're, they come to me from a place of having a diet culture mindset, meaning that they're having, you know, food fears, 
uh, they're having restrictive um, behaviors, they're under eating, uh, and they just really don't know how to get out of that mindset. So yes, I do work a lot with having more of an abundance mindset versus a scarcity mindset. And then also having more of a food freedom, like helping my clients to understand that yes, you can get you know, more nutrients from one food than another, but you can also get more joy and soul, you know, like good feeling from one food versus a nutrient dense food. So how can you create a balance that's going to make you feel like you're hitting all of the markers, you're getting your nutrients, you're getting your macros, you're getting your micronutrients, and you're also getting your soul food. Um, so it's really helping, you know, just like we said from the beginning, what can we add in versus me being a coach over here and saying, you can't have X, Y, Z. I actually never say that to my clients. Um, I work with that natural crowding out throughout my program and throughout most of the educational material that I provide for them. Yes. I love that so much. Um, and I think what I've noticed a lot, and I think what um, I've read in intuitive eating and stuff is that we really tend to pendulum swing. So when we do first practice food freedom, we probably do eat a lot of that soul food that we've been restricting, but then mm -hmm. we also naturally just kind of swing back to wanting those nutrient dense foods, because we know that we can have the soul food at any time and it doesn't really have mm -hmm. the same glamour to it. Yes. Yes. And that is something that's huge. I come from a background of having disordered eating as well as an eating disorder. And a big thing for me um, was binge eating. And it was really tricky business navigating that because I was, you know, challenging myself with bringing foods around me that I felt really out of control around and that I would normally binge on. Again, that abundance mindset of saying, hey, wait a minute, since you're not restricting any foods anymore of any from any food group, unless, of course, it's bringing you, um, you know, some discomfort or you're allergic, um, it's not going anywhere. You're going to have access to that food at any given time. So just like you said, with that pendulum at first, you're almost like a kid at a candy shop, like, oh, my God have all this stuff and maybe you overdo it. And then once you finally are making that mindset shift and having that food freedom shift, you're like, wow, this is exhilarating. And I feel like a weight has been lifted. And if I want ice cream, I can have it. I don't need to go and binge on that ice cream. And if I run out of it, I can go to the store and buy more. Yes. I think you just made a reel about that recently. I did today, actually. Yeah, that was such a good one. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, and you said something that made me kind of think the opposite at the same time, which was, yes, we always have access to ice cream. It's not going anywhere. And I think with kind of having that abundance and, and not focusing on perfection with our habits, we also have access, I mean, theoretically, to the healthier foods or the foods that you're aiming to work in. So if you don't do it today, you can always do it tomorrow, or you can always do it the day after you have all of this space to make those habit changes. Absolutely. That's amazing. Um, so I'm curious, what do you usually tell yourself or your clients whenever you quote unquote slip up with your habits, or maybe you get out of the habit of doing them? 
Yeah. Um, you know, habit fails, you know, it's usually life coming in and giving us a, a quick, a swift slap to the face, right? That's usually what throws us off our, you know, our current journey. And when this happens, it will usually revert us back to unsupportive habits because it's a place of comfort, right? It's like putting on your favorite pair of jeans. You know those habits. Um, they are like second nature for you. And if you are beginning your journey and you're really new at changing your habits, the new habits feel kind of foreign. So you let's say you have a really stressful day, life hits you, and you end up falling back into these old unsupportive habits. Um, I always you know, advise my clients, you have to practice giving yourself more compassion and grace. Even though you reverted back to something that it no longer serves what your goals and intentions are. It doesn't mean that it's permanent. You can get right back at it within the same day and or following day. You don't have to wait X amount of time to be able to get right back into the habits that you know are going to be really helpful for you and supportive for your goals. So I help my clients get right back on as quickly as possible and also help them to navigate any guilt or shame that they're feeling to allow themselves more compassion. Oh, self-compassion has been one of the most huge things that I've done in my healing journey and that I always, always need to be reminded of. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's something. Yeah. You have to work it every day. It's not, it's not easy. If it was easy, we would all be doing it and we'd <laughs> all be so successful. Yeah, right. We wouldn't need to be even talking about this. <laughs> right, exactly. Yes. Um, yeah, I love that you said we can just get right back on. We don't have to wait. Um, I actually caught myself doing that this week. I just moved. So I really got off all of my habits, all of my mm -hmm. like feel good foods that make my body feel good. were like packed away and we didn't have on hand. Um, and at the beginning of the week, I thought, okay, I really want to get back into my habits, but I'm traveling this weekend. So maybe I'll just wait till next Monday. And I thought, yeah. no, I can start now. And then if maybe they slip up over the weekend, that's fine. I'll just start again mm -hmm. on Monday too. Right. And you know, that Monday restart is really something that's ingrained in us, you know, from a diet culture perspective, right? Um, we'll just start over again on Monday. And you usually when you do start over, you're probably going to bring in even revert in more bad habits when you do start that fresh, you know, that Monday start mentality. Um, and I love that you brought up traveling because I want to just talk about for a second, you know, having a, um, a slip up while you're traveling sometimes is necessary. So yes, we can have slip ups in the beginning of a journey and we know, all right, we got to knock off the shenanigans and get back on track here. But other times when you're either going to an event or you have holidays or you're going on a vacation, this is an opportunity to try and relax a little bit and give yourself more grace and wiggle room because you're enjoying different things that you're not usually around all the time on your day-to-day, -day, you know, um, life. So 
when that happens and you're on vacation, I would never tell my client, Hey, um, while you're on vacation, make sure you keep everything exactly the way that it is when you're at home. No, like you're going to have to live a little bit more. And usually having that, um, permission almost, it feels it comes from more of a place of abundance. Again, we'll, we'll talk about the abundance mindset. So you go on vacation and you're like, yeah, but you know what? I know that I can, I can have more wiggle room, but usually you'll still end up making really great choices alongside that having more wiggle room. And then when you get back from your vacation, it's business as usual. Oh, I love that. And I was muted. So you didn't hear me laugh, but I love that you said, yeah, you, you should do the exact same thing on vacation that you do at home. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, so silly just, when you hear it that way. It is. It really is. Yes. Um, and I like that you said it's necessary. I kind of had that own, my own revelation of that recently, uh, where I realized I had been relying on more comfort foods and such. And I did start to have that feeling of guilt and shame. And then I thought, no, this is just a indication or a sign that I need comfort. And I'm really glad that I'm noticing that and I deserve comfort. And so how can I meet my comfort needs? Absolutely. It, it, yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree with that more. Mm -hmm. Is there a common way that you try and reframe that guilt into more self-compassion with yourself or your clients? Yeah. I mean, you just gave an amazing example and it's something that I've, I've noticed myself do as well as my clients. So they feel like they have a detrimental slip up with maybe indulging in something that's more calorically dense, or let's say they make a meal that's more calorically dense, like a lasagna or a, you know, a baked dish and they have leftovers because of the mentality that the the mindset that they're working from told them that they they shouldn't indulge more than one day more than one day um they think that they can't have something for maybe two days in a row and this is just a generalized example my challenge to them is can you you know figure out where in your day the following day you can incorporate another serving of that comfort food that you made and you enjoyed the night that you made it kind of breaking up with that that mindset of having cheat meals so that's just one example of how um you know i help my clients navigate more self compassion instead of putting yourself down the following day because you're telling yourself that you're not allowed to have another serving of something that you felt was more of a cheat meal um allow yourself to have it because it, there's a reason that you want to have a little bit more of that food it brings you joy it brings you comfort um so yeah i i help them navigate navigate, giving themselves permission, um, and compassion in, in that way. Yes. I love that you brought up getting rid of the cheat day, cheat meal mentality. Cause cheating mm -hmm. is, there's obviously a connotation with that, that it's bad or sinful. And then mm -hmm. you, you just move on and get over with, get it over with. So I like that you're kind of steering people away from that. Yeah, absolutely. It's just not, it's not realistic. And people can find themselves really being out of control and binge eating during, you know, a cheat meal or a cheat day, um, which is not, it's just not a great mindset either. So. 
Yes. And then we don't live in the present during the week because we're always dreaming about and waiting for a cheat meal. (laughs) Yeah. Or ruminating on the fact that we went overboard on our cheat meal. Mm. Yes. Yes. I love that. Mm -hmm. Well, awesome. Thank you. I think this was such an amazing conversation about habits and also food freedom and mindset. Is there anything that we didn't touch on that you wanted to say about habits or anything else? Um, I don't think so. Um, I think we covered everything. I think so too. I think that was very comprehensive. Um, so you mentioned that you work with clients. How can people work with you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at, at Christina underscore Eberzizi. Um, I have application links in my bio, or you can always DM me. Um, my goal is to help women to heal their relationship with food and create, you know, a sustainable lifestyle through, you know, habit-based coaching. Awesome. That sounds great. So it sounds like you do one-on-one and you have a group as well. I do. Yep. So the groups I always will have um, listed usually in my bio when the next group is starting and then one-on-one applications um, you can, can be submitted and to see if we're a match. Awesome. That sounds amazing. And I definitely recommend your Instagram. All the things will be linked in the show notes, but you post really great and really informational stories and reels. And I just think they are such high quality information. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And I had such a great time talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. And I also had a great time with you. so much for listening to this episode of empowered spirituality if you liked what you heard today it would mean so much if you shared with a friend or gave it a rating or review so that it can reach even more people if you want to connect further perhaps you can consider joining the low-cost monthly membership for virtual new moon circles weekly guided meditations tarot pools and a discord community you can find that at ko-fi.com bloomingwild or you can visit my website, samanthanagel.com to work with me further.